take two. So we tried to, or we did have this discussion yeah. last week. Yep. Uh, and to peel the, the curtain back a little bit, we record these roundtable episodes each Monday before they go live that same Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Well, last week a big storm rolled through the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and so we were sitting here having this conversation that was supposed to release last Thursday, and about halfway through the episode, the power goes out in the building that we're in and comes back on a few, few minutes later. We press record again, finish the conversation, power goes out again. Have to pause, blah, blah, blah. All that to say, the recording didn't make it. The audio file yeah. didn't make it. So uh, already had this discussion, but we're going to rehab it. Um, and because it was such a good, it was, it was a great discussion that we obviously want to have. And, and we're actually going to make this into two parts. Uh, but I made the joke last time that, you know, growing up, you're always told, don't talk about two things, politics and religion. And today we're going to break one of those rules and talk about religion. It's actually uh, three. Which one, what's the third At one? At least it was like in locker rooms. It was don't Somebody, talk about. Somebody's girl. Well. That, <laughs> Four. They didn't have to call that out. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's mostly what the fights were. Right. But it was, it was politics, religion, and money. Uh-huh. Don't talk about yeah. a guy's money. Yeah. Those are like three things that you, can't, yeah. you stay away from. I never got to the level where money became a thing. <laughs> so it was always just politics and religion. So. Uh, How but much yeah. are you spending on Top Ramen? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I was playing, it was everybody had 25 bucks in our account, so it didn't really matter. This was before NIL and getting paid for your, oh, or at least legally getting paid. Um, <clears throat> okay, but yeah, so today, I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. religion, faith, God, all that stuff, um, because obviously it's a big part of our lives, Tyler, um, and, and we wanted to break this up into two different episodes. I think today the focus is going to be what, how did we grow up looking at these things, faith, religion, God, et cetera? What, was, what were we taught as kids? How were we raised? What were our, some of our ideas that we had back then? And then next week, I want to spend time on how have, how have our ideas changed? What has stayed the same? How, is our, how has our faith life evolved? We, we mentioned this last time that, that you guys didn't get to hear, but Tyler grew up a little bit different. We're going to get into that here in a second. And his faith has evolved and grown and and actually gotten stronger throughout his life to to where he is today. Me, on the other hand, I grew up in the church, faith-based. But over time, especially in the last couple of years, I have more questions now probably than I have the faith to fill that gap. I'm I'm coming to the realization I'm never going to have the answers. Nobody's going to be able to tell me exactly. But I just think the, the questions are, are, are bigger now. I'm starting to, to explore and get curious, whereas I wasn't like that before. I always just took faith and, and God and the whole conversation, just what I was taught, just ran with that, good to go. Yeah. And now that I'm actually starting to, to discover and meet new people, and anyway, there's just a lot of questions in my mind. Yeah, yeah but so, I think it's important, yeah, to yeah. just walk through kind of that, your upbringing. I mean, you have a very unique start to your childhood. And I mean, yep. obviously continued through, but it's really important to understand. And then, yeah, like you said, next week, we're going to dive into, okay, kind of really, where are we at now? Like, what are our thoughts? Like, what's our perspective? What are our experiences yeah. when it, when it comes around your faith and, and we're really careful not to say religion. Yeah. Right. Because. Well, religion's part of it. Yeah. But 
and that's what we want to dive into yeah. is the difference that, probably the difference between religion yeah, and faith. relationship yep. right religion yep. and relationship those yep. are two different things yep. yeah because i actually <clears throat> i've been diving in quite a bit into religion yeah actual religion yeah when did where, where did this whole religion thing start yeah who started it what was the earliest beliefs how has it evolved over the years so anyway yeah we'll get into that but again i think there's a lot of, and there's some things we disagree on at this point Maybe we would have agreed on years ago, and now I'm like I said, I'm starting to see things a little bit different than maybe you see them. Yeah. So I think next week's gonna be a really good conversation, yeah, uh, a challenging conversation, and, and uh, I think it's there's some shame, maybe a too strong of a word, but there's a little bit of guilt. Yeah. When when I when I approach this conversation, because again, the way that I grew up and, and the beliefs that I had and the traditions that we upheld. To, to challenge that, there's a little bit of guilt associated mm-hmm. in, in knowing or, or thinking maybe I'm diverting from the path, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Uh, but, let, but let's go back. Let's talk about, mm-hmm. you know, life growing up, unless you, unless you had a thought. That well, you I was just going to say, right? No, I'm going to save it for next week. Okay. Yeah, I'll save it. Uh, so, yeah. So, growing up for me, faith, like Tyler said, I, I had a bit of a unique start. Um, my parents were missionaries. Uh, the Church of Christ in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And so I was actually born on the mission field in Rio and lived there till I was five. So literally an environment conducive to God, faith, spreading the gospel. Yeah. I was literally born into that, yeah. which I didn't grow up with any other friends that, that grew up that way. And we had some, you know, their missionary friends. I knew some of them, but my closest group of friends, none of them, none of them grew up that way. Yeah. So literally from day one, it was a big part of my life. Yeah. And going to church and spreading the, you know, spreading the gospel and loving on people. Like that was ingrained in me. And then after five, we moved to a small conservative West Texas town where my dad's from. My dad lived his whole life pretty much. Uh, and it was the same story. Yeah. You know, the, the, the joke is, and, and it may be true. Some statistics are, you know, differing, but there's a ch- more churches per capita in the town I grew up in than any other city. And again, whether that's true or not, the fact is there's a lot of churches. There's a lot of denominations. There's a lot of faith-driven people mm-hmm. in the town I grew up. Very, very conservative. You know, it, you didn't step out of line for much. In fact, the Church of Christ that I grew up in, like, shorts weren't allowed. Women speaking, are you kidding me? That's, like, way off limits. Yeah. Dancing, no way. Like, all these music in church, like, instruments in church was way off limits. These are the, mm-hmm. these are the traditions. That's how conservative yeah. of a traditional faith I grew up in. Now, I want to give my parents tons of credit because even though I go to show up on Sunday and it's this ultra-conservative, they never, they didn't really bring that to the home. They had traditions. Like yeah. there were, we would have devotionals every single week at home. Yeah. We would pray before every single meal. We would do these things. Yeah. But their main message to me and something I thank them for, I just thanked them for this not long ago, was how they taught me to love people. Yeah. That was their number one thing. That was their number one concern is, is do you love God and do you love other people? Yeah. And how do you treat other people? So they didn't get super caught up in should a woman speak or not? Should you wear shorts or not? Like that wasn't their main thing. Their main yeah. thing was how do you treat others? Yeah. And so I want to commend my parents for that because 
I think a lot of times, at least in the, the, the faith that I grew up in, is you can get caught up in these traditions. You get caught up in these oh, rules and regulations yeah. and do's and don'ts. But for them, man, it was all about people. How yeah. can I love people yeah, more? Yeah, and, and that's, that's what's unfortunate a lot of times about religion, right, that I, I have a hard time with. Um, and, and my wife grew up in a similar type of church. Like, she was a cheerleader in junior high. And oh, they probably hated there that. Was a, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, there yeah. was a there was a, a, a youth leader or pastor or whatever. Volunteer, I don't know who she was. But she literally tried to get Tiffany to go up on stage and apologize to the church congregation for being a cheerleader because it was a sin. And it's like stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, when you try to fear, like guilt people, like use fear to bring them. Look, should we fear God? Yes, 1 million percent. We should, we should fear him. But, by, but what he did in sending our, his son... To die for us, he created relationship, right? And that's what he wants, is he wants us to pursue him. Should we fear him? Yes. Should we love him? Yes. Mm -hmm. Should we be excited about him? Yes. All those things. And that's what I have a hard time with when it comes to, you know, the Church of Christ and, you know, a handful of these, like, denominations within the Christian religion is it's all legalistic, right? And in the Old Testament, that's what it was, right? You had to follow these things. You You had... The, the base is the Ten Commandments, and then you had Scripture to follow to, like, live by. There's certain things. Um, but, man, like, that, that to me, that is, that's like having a husband and a wife, right? A marriage that is supposed to be mutually beneficial that is, this is just a contract. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a transaction. And that's not, that's not what the Bible says that God is looking for. He's not looking for a contract with us. He's looking for relationship. And so those things, that's what, that's what I feel. And again, this is totally just speaking without statistics or anything behind it, um, is, is you get a lot of people our age and our demographic that grew up in a church in a setting that way that have really turned away because, okay, I see the rules that you say. I see you condemning other people. I see you... Um, you know, pointing the finger and all these things. But then I also see the pride or the, the actual, how you're living yeah. on the other side of it. And now it's just hypocrisy. Now it's, it's a bunch of hypocrites yeah. because you can be the pastor up there and you could say, do this, 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 don't do that, 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 and that. You're not doing those because mm-hmm. you know why you're human. You're going to, you're going to screw up. And so that's what I have a really hard time is, you know, the ivory tower approach and, you know, be perfect and I'm this and I'm that. It's like, yeah. no, it's not. Yeah, and sometimes it's it's not, it, it, sometimes they do it unknowingly. Yeah. You know, um, again, the, the, the tradition, the church that I grew up in, it, there were some, now there were some older folks that for sure, it was, it was actually, they would come out and say it. You know, you shouldn't do this, you should do that, like, like your wife's experience. But sometimes it's more just the acts. Yeah. It's more of, you know, just how they go about things. And so, again, that's the conser- the very conservative. I mean, our preacher would wear, and you, you wouldn't see a pastor with a suit and tie ever anymore. Mm. That That's how we grew up, suit and tie every oh, yeah. single Sunday. Yeah. Um, it, again, it's very traditional, very legalistic, very follow the rules. Yeah. I, I remember our prayers would go on for minutes, and it seemed like forever. Yeah. that the dude would be standing up there praying. And it was just, again, it was very, 
that, that's that's how I grew up. Yeah. That was my view of church. And to your point, people are walking away now. Yeah. At you say you don't have the stats, but the stats are clear more so than ever. People are yeah. turning away from from organized religion. Yeah, and, and I do think that we've we've somewhat overcorrected, and we've we've made the the church gathering aspect of it right. And and I think that. We're, we're going to, to next week's episode. Yeah. I think we're drifting. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive we, a whole lot more into this, this next week. This. But, yeah. but I do think that we've kind of overcorrected yeah. on that side of it, yeah. where it's now, man, I'm going to make my faith about me and what I feel. I'm going to make this Bible about me and what I feel the Bible is and not taking it for absolute truth. And I think that's a mistake as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Anyways, okay, well, so, yeah. so you go through and, and you know, you're raised that way. It's legalistic. It's, it's this. And then you get into like junior high, high school, college, still on track, go to Christian school. Right. And so you're still living in in that setting, right? Yeah. The university I went to a small private Christian university, uh, girls weren't allowed in the dorm rooms except for one night every other week for like two hours, like a two hours on a Thursday night. Just just get it done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, door had to be open. Everybody's feet on the floor. That's how. Oh no way! That, absolutely. All right. That, that's again. That's the traditional feet on the universe. floor. All, everybody's feet so on the floor. Could, I guess you, you couldn't, couldn't bang it out. Like crisscross applesauce. Yeah, because you guess you couldn't bang it out with everybody's feet on the floor. Is what they <laughs> thought. <laughs> when the door opened. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the university setting yeah. that I was in. So yeah. I grew up all my life in the church. You know, in this very conservative town. Stay stay in college in my conservative town. Yeah. Now, luckily, I played ball, so I had exposure. And I went to a public school mm. that a lot of people weren't necessarily yeah. of the same belief and, and certainly not the same upbringing. Yeah. So I was exposed to some things. And then, obviously, my parents being missionaries, I got to go to other countries and, and see other boys of life. So, again, my parents did an unbelievable job of exposing me. This yeah. isn't everything. There's a whole world out there of people that think yeah. and act differently than you. Yep. But I really wasn't exposed to a culture of different thoughts truly until I got out of college. Again, college locker room, you have people coming in from different cities. Not everybody's a Christian, not everybody, but for the most part, everybody's at least heard of God. And and football just naturally there's, there's an element of faith that's just ingrained in it, right? Like you're praying before the game, you're praying after the game. Like I had coaches that I knew for sure weren't believers. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, hey, lead the prayer before and after yeah. the game. Like it's kind of all part of it, right? You do right. chapel before the game. Like there's certain things that you know, I like to thank God for my performance today. Like it's just kind of naturally yeah. in it. And then you're at a Christian school, so now you're in this setting that again, it's just it, it's it's. Yeah. And I don't want to say easy because I don't ever want to take it light lightly that like faith journey is easy. But it was like it's kind of there. And it's well, kinda... it's it, it's an, it, you're on autopilot. Yeah, I was always on autopilot. I was never challenged. Yeah. I never had an atheist come and visit me and and yeah. you know challenge what I believed. Uh, I had classes that were Bible, you know, religious classes. We had to go to this thing called chapel, mm. pretty much every day of the week, which is a thirty minute church service essentially at the university I went to. So you're exactly right. It, it just made it never my faith was never my own. It was always just something I did because yeah. I was always ingrained. Yeah. Yeah. It was just always what I did. Um, so I really wasn't exposed, like I said, to anything beyond that until I left college when I was 24, 25 years old, when I left my hometown, finally moved out here to, to Dallas. So that's how I grew up. 
And again, that's that's how I wanted to set up and we're gonna go in yours, but that's how I wanted to set up today's episode was where did I come from? Yeah. What were my beliefs then? Because I think that'll set up next week. Because <laughs> you'll hear a different tone and tune next week uh, about the things that I believe in, the things that I think. Because mm-hmm. um, they're a lot different than what I used to think. Yeah. Um, but for you, mm-hmm. you grew up a little bit different than that. Mm-hmm. You grew up, you know, it was part of your life, but it was, it's not like you were born on the mission field. And yeah. So tell me about life growing up for you. And what, yeah, what that so, was like. so I grew up in, in my mother's dad, so my, my grandfather, um, was a Baptist pastor for 50 plus years, right? That, that's what he did. So my mom grew up preacher's daughter. Um, and so it was, it was just kind of the way of life, which what we were, what we did kind of like you, but it was what I saw, what I saw in the house. I saw amazing parents that, that did an, a phenomenal job raising five kids um, not without challenges, not without failures, not without conflict, not without, I mean, a lot of the things that are a regular family, but, but they loved us and they, and they really built like, like you, it's like, okay, loving other people, serving, not being selfish. Like it was all that, but like it was prayer before dinner and it wasn't the faith aspect wasn't really lived out. We'd go, we'd go to church most every Sunday. Uh, but I remember I hated it, dude. I hated church and I remember like one of my earliest memories, like one of my earliest memories as a kid was I used to always cry when I'd go to Sunday school. Like when I was in um, like preschool and kindergarten, I think that was probably about it. So up until I was five, I was that kid that when you walk by the daycare, there's a kid crying. That was me. Was it just being away from your parents? Was it, you didn't have any friends in there? What was Um, the, what did you hate about it so much? I don't, I don't really remember. I just remember not wanting to be there ever. Yeah. I just, I I didn't like it. It was boring. I (laughs) I would much rather like be home playing at the park or playing catch or doing something like that. Like I just did not want to be there. Yeah. Um, and it was always rigid. And I remember the Sunday school teachers were always kind of (laughs) mean if I, Oh yeah. And so it was like, all right, this is no. And, but I remember um, it had been gone, going on for a while. And finally, like the Sunday school teacher told my parents, was like, Hey, if he doesn't stop crying, he can't come back anymore. He's like now a disruption. <laughs> yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> and so like my parents had this talk and they were like, you know, what every good parent does is they create a bribe and they're like, Hey, if you don't cry today, we'll go to this park. It was this park outside of the town that we lived in. It was one of those, remember those big wood parks? It was like big castles and it was like, goes on forever. I'm from a small, smaller uh, town than you are. Uh, anyways. We didn't have anything cool there like were, that. It, 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 And I remember it was, it was called Winners. The city was Winners. It was Winners Park. And it was like, I lived for these days, right, that we would, like, drive 30 minutes to go to this park. And uh, and they're like, if you're good today, we'll go to the park after church. And I'm nice. like, yes, <laughs> not crying. And I remember getting in, bro, and I lasted, like, two minutes. And, I'm, and, I, and I remember thinking about it, like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> And I lost it. And it was worse than it had ever been. Like, I was by far, it, like, wow. they literally put me in the corner of the room and, like, barricaded me and was, like, and left me there the whole day. Like, didn't try to, like, get me to do anything. Like, it's like, I've had enough. This kid's out. Like, we're going to. So, and I remember coming out and I, like, leave. And I don't know how my, maybe my brother picked me up or something, but I leave. And, uh, and my mom asked me, she's like, how'd you do today? Did you cry? I was like, Nope. 
<laughs> nope, I did great. She goes, awesome. And we went to the park. Went to the park. And I remember still to this day, like, that was the first lie I think yeah. I ever told. Yeah, you need to drop down your knees and confess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, Mom, I'm sorry I lied to you. Uh, but but I just, I, it was kind of a thing, right? And then and then as I grew older, I and I've talked about this, right? I was very much performance driven. So, I had to be the best kid. I had to be the smartest kid. I had to be the most athletic kid. I had to be uh, the most respectful kid everything that like I was supposed to be I had to be the best at because then I got applauded at home for it and so I got re- the reinforcement so part of it was yeah you gotta be a youth group kid and mm-hmm. so I was always you know at youth group doing stuff but there was never ever that like emotional connection I was there because I wanted to check the box some some good looking girls were probably there too yes <laughs> that was 90% of the reason why it was I was bear. It was bearable to me. Yeah, that's right. Because, and, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, like my first kiss was at church. You freaking I know, sinner. Sinner, right? <laughs> not only was my first kiss at Go church. Go ahead though. How'd you, not how'd you pull that off? Not only was my first kiss at church, my first kiss was with the pastor's daughter. Wow. You went straight to the top. Straight to it. And then my first kiss with the pastor's daughter was in the baptism chamber there you go in the actual no water baptism. no water we're playing flashlight tag and that's where my first kiss was and did y'all have a conversation about this or were you just like oh i was in eighth grade talking about i was in eighth mickey grade. mouse and all of a sudden smooching oh it was planned i think <laughs> it was yeah it was all planned and um that's what youth group is by the way yeah. it's a bunch of a bunch of horny little bunch of horny little horny little freaks adolescents yeah <laughs> trying to sneak off yeah right? on the one hand you learn about so jesus parents, the other hand you're trying to get some. parents be careful be very careful um but it was it was really just checking the box, and I never ever ever just like pursued it. Right, yeah. I got baptized when I was in eighth grade because my grandfather's pastor. And it's still one of the coolest things ever because um, he passed away not not too long after that. Um, but it didn't mean anything to yeah. me. And then the other thing too is my grandmother, so his wife, uh, both grandparents. Well, my my dad's mom, who's the, my last living grandparent. She's like 94 and she's a beast, mm-hmm. but you know, very religious. My grandfather on my dad's side was, but not really just didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. But my grandmother on my mom's side, she used to do so many cool things. Like as gifts, she would take, she would either get me a Bible and then take notes all through it. She copied notes from her Bible, 50 years yeah. of notes in the Bible and then put it into my Bible. Mm. Um, and it was just, man, it, to this day, I wish I had that because that was just like one of the coolest things ever. Um, but I didn't appreciate it then because I didn't I didn't have that like drive. I didn't have that emotional awareness to like understand what it was. Um, and so I I lived that life to high school, checking the box, being the, the best behaved kid. And then I get into college and it was just free for all. And I've talked about this, right? I just kind of went off the deep end, lived my own life. I did my own thing. I was like completely selfish. Um, but having the background of my faith, I say faith of my religion of, of my idea of who God was as I, as I went more and more on my own and a more and more away from that, like the unhappier I got and the harder life was. And, and I got to a point where it was like, I just, I, I needed him. I needed God. And so about that time was when Tiffany had come into my life and 
uh, first thing she said, like on our, um, on our very first phone call, very first phone call ever when it was like, okay, this could potentially be a thing, um, was, uh, well, she asked me two things, uh, or she said two things. She asked a question and made a statement. One is, are you circumcised? <laughs> and I go, huh? And I was really confused about the second question or the second statement. And she goes, okay, um, you know, we're not having sex until we get married. Dude, she went straight like, for the hard hitters. What the? <laughs> you just asked me about my penis. Do you know how this dating thing you know, works? I, and, and so, but, but here's the thing though, is that I literally like, I, I what was the purpose that. of the circumcision question, by the way? Apparently, she, well, I don't know. She, she I know, oh, I'm not going to get into her life, but she just heard it's really gross. So she always asked every guy that because apparently one of her so friend, nothing to do with religion. One of her friends was... growing up had like had to get like circumcised in high school. Oh, and so it was this whole thing about like the sleeve that was just I don't know. But so it had nothing to do with religion. It was just a... no, 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 no. No, it had nothing to do with religion, <laughs> but. And then she said, and Whoa. then in, in whatever relationship, whoever I get married to, God's got to be first. And that's what she said in that first conversation. And I was like, yes. And for the first time, like, and I think God uses people in different ways. Um, and I think journeys to relationship with God are very different. Um, and so when people say, oh, well, you're just you're just a Christian because it's not real. If it, if you're just trying to be somebody for somebody else, it's fake. It's like, well, I'd argue that like, did God not use that to like get you in to like hear about him, to learn about him, to get to know him? Did he not use that relationship for that? And so that's what it was for us. And so she really kind of reignited like my faith. And then in 2012, uh, after my daughter was born, after my first NFL season, um, we went to professional athletes outreach, which was, it's just a conference that Tiffany and I are still on the board of today. Um, we'll actually be at a conference next week. Um, is, is I heard Dr. Tony Evans, who's here in Dallas, uh, Oak Cliff Bible church. His son is a chaplain for the Cowboys. Tony Evans used to be the chaplain. Um, but I had just finished with the bears and I heard him speak and there was just this completely different feeling that I had. Like, and it's not, I'm not going to be that guy that says like, oh yeah, you know, I felt the presence of the Lord and he spoke to me and he's this and he's that. But there was a completely different experience that I had when for the first time I recognized that one, like there's something so much greater than me, something bigger. And then two, that he does have influence on me. And then three, that he loves me. And that was the most important, right? And that I am loved no matter what I do on the field, what I do in my relationships, what I do professionally, whatever I do anywhere, like I am good enough for him. It was the first time I actually recognized that and got rebaptized in 2012. Um, and it was just one of those things from that point on, that's when my faith journey really, like I had to get to know, I had to get to know Jesus. I had mm -hmm. to get to know this God that like created this, this entire world and this, this universe. Um, and that still thinks that we're important, you know, individually. And so, you know, there's a lot that we're going to talk about next week, but that 2012, February, 2012 was a really, really important date. Um, is the most important date in my life above marriage. And then my kids getting born. Mm. So those are 
kind of to that point. And then again, just to say that, hey, yeah, I, my life was fixed in February 2012. That's not the case, right? There's yeah. still struggles. I still struggle to this day, certain things. But back to your point of like, I have a lot of questions and I feel guilt. Um, I would I would argue is, and it's funny how timing works, right? Is we had this conversation last week and then uh, sermon this week at church who I we've had on the show, um, Jamin Roller, who's just, man, wise beyond years. Um, he, he was talking about parenting. And he was talking about what does it look like to be a godly parent. And, and one of the things that he said was being honest, like having an honest faith mm-hmm. that you do question. Like yeah. you do question things all the time. And there are unanswered questions. And to admit that you have questions is actually... And saying, listen, I don't know. Like, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't understand that. This doesn't make sense to me. I'm not, I don't think the same as what the pastor's saying. Like, admitting those and talking about those out loud, you know, with your kids or with your spouse or with whoever, like, that is a godly action. And actually, and it's not, there shouldn't be guilt associated with it. We're, yeah. we're trained and brainwashed to think that, yeah, oh, don't question. Right. Whatever it says, just do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree with that because if if in a relationship with your spouse, let's say Whitney came to you and was like, hey, I'm this, 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 and this. Don't ever ask questions about it. That's who I am. Take it as truth. You're like, oh, okay. How well would you actually get to know Whitney if you didn't like right. question certain things? Well, hey, <laughs> you, you – <laughs> You say you're a professional basketball player, but I haven't seen you actually go out and like shoot hoops much. Like what's, what's the deal there? Right? Like I think to, to ask questions, to challenge what you're being told, like all that does is create a deeper level of intimacy. And, and that's ultimately what I think God wants for us. My opinion. No, I, yeah, I agree. And I I think, and people can probably relate to this that, that grew up similar to me is the guilt comes from like the word atheist is the the harshest dirtiest yeah. word you could ever yeah you know yeah. somebody who who doesn't believe in god like that's the worst thing you could say about somebody yeah. and you know it, it and i'm sure my parents would be awesome to have an open conversation with but it's not it's not direct statements from people that, you know, in the area I go, yep. it's more side comments. Oh, he, you know, he's, yeah. he's off the, he's off the walk or yep. he's not walking with God. Right. You know, it's just these yep. little subtle comments yeah. that make you think, you know, cause again, there's a lot, if what I grew up believing is true, there's a lot riding on believing that. Mm-hmm. Meaning when you die, the, the, the Christian faith says, when you die, if you believe that Jesus was the son of God and he died for your sins, when you die, you go spend eternity in heaven. That's, that's what the faith says. Mm-hmm. And so if you question that, if you don't believe that wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. there's a lot writing that. Yep. Because, again, the Christian faith says there's a hell, too. Yeah. And so you're going to go spend your eternity in condemnation yep. if you don't believe this. That's where the guilt comes from. Because, again, people that truly do believe it, 1,000%, no question in their mind, or mm-hmm. not a lot of question in their mind, that's why there's guilt associated because yeah. there's so much writing on it to believe it one way or another. And it didn't make, obviously, the recording, but you said it last time, and it, and it stuck with me. There is never going to be an, an answer. Mm-hmm. We're never going to know 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whether you're right, right whether you're wrong, you're going to live, you, this is the decision you've made, is you're going to live in a way that honors what you believe, whether yeah. you're right or whether you're wrong. And if you're wrong, well, oh well, you end up in the same place. Mm-hmm. So, again, I think for me it's more just, well, is it all true? Yeah. Or was this all made up at some point down the line in human history? And not necessarily for control, although I guess you could argue that because wars have been fought and, and, and people have been dominated based on religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but almost more is it, was it just established for people who weren't happy with where they were in life to have something to look forward to and to have you know, a, a cause bigger than themselves, which it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. But if it is yeah. made up, you know, that, that's a very logical explanation for it, which yeah. is my life is not the greatest right now. I'm a servant. I'm a, you know, a peasant, whatever. I need, I need this hope. I need this faith. I need something beyond me to work for so that life isn't, so that this life isn't all that there is. And so again, I, I, get it. I, it I'm feels, more into I, the weeds yeah. than, than you probably care to be. That's just where I'm at. That's just how my mind works. I, I'm, I'm very curious about this but, type of stuff, but, but, even though I know I'll never have the but, answer. But I would argue that these thoughts are not unique to somebody that's in what place you feel like you're at right now. Right. I, I would argue that these thoughts that you're having are the same as the ones you look at. Like, that dude's got it all together. Look at him yeah. up on stage worshiping. Like, I, I think that, it is a whole lot less, and it's all phases, right? Yeah. It's all, it's all sick. Like you're going through all these, like, all right, these peaks and valleys. Like there's times like, man, super confident in my faith right now. And then there's times that you just question and it's, and it's just kind of part of the process when things are really, really good. It's like, all right, this is great. This is, this is easy. And then when times are really hard and you're tested and you're like, wait a minute, my, maybe my foundation wasn't what it was. And that's where the questions start to lay relay the foundation or strengthen the foundation that that you have and again it's hard and i get what you're saying about like am i doing this for selfish reasons am i only believing these things because i don't want to go to hell right and that's hard yeah yeah how authentic is it right well like i said just the way i grew up these conversations whatever had whether whether it was a me thing and and i there was a false narrative that i built up in my mind that i shouldn't ask these questions or whether it was real Nobody talked about this type of stuff. Yeah. Nobody questioned. Nobody said, could this be real? Could this be not? Nobody dove into those. T- it yeah. was always just assumed this is truth no matter what. Yeah. And so that's where, again, like I said, that's where a little bit of the sh- shame and guilt come in is because it was just never a conversation yeah. that I felt was appropriate to have. Yeah. And well, now, that, now that I am having these conversations, you know, depending on who I'm having them with, they're kind of like, what's wrong with you? What, yeah. What are you thinking that way for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, I appreciate you bringing this up, and I'm I'm looking forward to next week because again, these conversations, yeah. especially our generation as kids, you can't have them. Right. And I think that these conversations need to be had much, much, much more because now, what in my heart and my soul, what I believe is that we could avoid people. We could avoid people turning so far away that they're living an individual life and they're just living with pain yeah. and suffering and no hope, right? It's to your whole to your point earlier when you said, "Oh, you said something about like you're never going to have everything." There's there's a level of faith that you can just have to be okay with unanswered questions. Yep. Um, also, I'd argue that it's like you know what. Look, I'm gonna I am gonna have faith and there's I'm gonna blindly believe things that I don't have answered. 
because I choose to I choose to believe in something that's bigger than me and I choose to live this life, this one shot on earth that we have without the burden of eternity on my shoulders and that I don't have to have everything figured out and done before I die because that's it. I'm, I'm looking forward to an eternal life in heaven with my Savior, and that gives me freedom right now. Yeah. And guess what? If I'm wrong, we're going to the same place anywhere. Nowhere. But I'm gonna, I choose to live a life and choose to pursue and love a God that like promises that that's not it for us. And that's just my choice because, you know what? When At the end of the day, if work's going bad, my marriage is going bad, raising my kids is terrible, my health is bad, whatever, like that's a lonely, empty time to just be like, it's all because of me. Mm-hmm. I screwed it all up. Or, or even worse is they did this to me. Yeah, It's not my fault. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that way to live. I just, I just choose not to, not to live that, that life. And that's just a heavy life. Um, now look, I will have a conversation with anybody. And the problem I have honestly, and this is, you'll, you'll learn this next week more is that I haven't done a good enough job in pursuing him and knowing the Bible and knowing the word I, I've got. Yeah. Like understandings read through the Bible maybe once. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've gotten a quarter of the way through the Bible like 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and so what, what I shy away from and, that I'm, and I care less now than I ever have is I always have to have the right answer for people because it's like up to me to convince somebody yeah. that like, oh, here's what the Bible says. You need to know this. and Here's what this scripture. Oh, yeah, you, you have this counter to this. Well, well, the Bible says this. And I always like want to be prepared and have the right answer. In reality, mm-hmm. that's not it. And I don't know the whole Bible Word yeah. for word. And I don't know. I can't pull out scriptures to answer a question. Like, yeah. I can't. And I wish that I was better at it because I believe that that would give more people hope and and more light and maybe maybe bring some truth to conversations that have previously been disguised as rules and, you know, regulations and all these things. It's like, no, nah, here's actually what it says. Like, it's been twisted. Yeah. Like, I wish that I could do that more um, because I think ultimately the only goal, right, like you said, is, is love God, love others, right? The, 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 the great commission is to go spread the word so that more, more people can share in the good news. And that's what it is. It's the good news, in my opinion. And so um, I believe that I'm right, but others may believe that they're right too. Yeah. And ultimately we'll know eventually. Um, but – the time that I'm here on this planet, this one shot, done it twice. <laughs> Love that I've been able to do that. This one shot that I have here on this planet, I choose to live it with hope and with freedom. Yep. Yeah, and, that, and that's, you know, that hopefully that, that gives a good baseline, a good foundational uh, to, to have the conversation next week, knowing where yeah. we come from, knowing what, we, what, what our mentality was and, and, and will be. And that's it's getting are, hot next week. Get yeah, ready. Yeah. Well, just a couple of things I want to, you know, talk about, like you said, is, is, is there a way, is there a way that to me there, you can do everything you're talking about, even if you aren't a person of faith, like there's still, there's still moral, you know, you can still have a moral compass without necessarily believing everything that faith teaches you to believe. Now you might argue, well, where does that moral compass come from? 
And that's the conversation yeah. we have. I want to talk about, you know, and again, this is another question we're never going to have the answer to, but where, where, where did God even come from? Like, if, if he created everything, well, who created him? And where did he come from? Or has he, has he always just been? Yeah. And that's a mind blender, yeah. my gosh, if you try yeah. to think about that. Yeah. Um, talking about, you know, a big common theme in, in Christianity and faith is God has a plan for you. And he's Sovereignty. got your, yeah, he's yeah. got your, he's got your life planned out. He's got every step of the way. I don't believe that anymore. Um, and, and so I want to talk about that next week. Um, talking about heaven and hell. Are, are those real? I mean, is that, is that something true that, that we should look to? Uh, the Bible, is the Bible supposed to be taken literally? Or is it more of just a guidebook and, and a way that, 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 you know, a moral scaffolding, if nothing else? Um, because you said, you know, you don't know the Bible enough and you wish you did. And that's great, but that doesn't really help you much if the person that you're talking to doesn't believe in the, like, that right. the Bible is true. So right. I, I, I hear what you're saying. But yeah, these are all the, these are all the questions that, are, that I want to dive into next week. And again, not necessarily figuring, trying to find out answers, more of just getting stuff off my chest, getting stuff off your chest, maybe having a healthy debate. Uh, we're still going to be friends on the end of it, unless you we'll talk see. about my mama. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how much of an unbeliever you are. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, hope you guys enjoyed that today. If you did, please help us by sharing the podcast. If, if you know, if maybe you're listening to this and, and you're like, man, I've had these thoughts too. I've struggled with this and I have some friends that, that do. Share this podcast with them, especially next week, because we're going to dive into some stuff that, again, is going to be uncomfortable. Uh, but I think it's conversations that need to be had. Yeah. And it's, and it's discussion, especially for people that claim to be Christian, need to be having these conversations. Yeah. We don't need to shy away from these discussions anymore. We don't need to be scared to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, people are walking away from faith at record numbers. Yeah. And, and without having these conversations. Without having these conversations. And I think, you know, a couple of reasons, you know, we can go on a bunch of reasons, but. Uh, I think one of those reasons because these conversations aren't had enough. Yeah. So anyway, hope you guys have a great rest of your week, a great weekend. We will catch you next week. <laughs>